Okay, today's sentence, model six. Beowulf believes his life is ruled by fate, which explains why he is so fearless in the face of terrifying monsters. So, in this sentence, we have uh, two main parts of the sentence separated by a comma. But if we pick out main parts, what we're going to find is it's a pretty complex sentence. So our prepositional phrases were in the face of terrifying monsters and by fate. Okay, our first verb was believes. Who or what believes? Beowulf believes. Beowulf is the subject. Beowulf believes what? Can we name his belief? Beowulf believes what? He believes his life. Does that make sense? He believes fate. Fate is bracketed off as a prep phrase, so it's not fate. Logically, in the sentence, what answers the question? Beowulf believes what? Dylan? No, he believes something. It's right there in the sentence. That his life is ruled by fate. The whole thing is the direct object because the whole thing answers the question. Okay. Next verb is is ruled. Who or what is ruled? Life. Life is the subject. Then we have a prep phrase, and then we have a comma, so there's no direct object. <coughs> Our next verb, which everybody missed, is explains. Action verb. Who or what explains? Which. Which is the subject. Which explains what? Ah, see, now we've got it. Why he is so fearless, and that is a predicate nominative. The, oh, no, sorry, it's not a predicate nominative. That is a direct object, because explains was an action verb. Okay, uh, is, who or what is, he is, he is what? Fearless, fearless is the predicate adjective. Okay, so we've got all of our main parts. That is how we're going to identify everything in our sentence. How many clauses did we have? How many distinct pairs of subjects and verbs? How many distinct pairs of subjects and verbs? Four. Beowulf believes his life is ruled, which explains he is fearless. That's, that's four. Okay, four. Uh, how many of those clauses are independent? One. Beowulf believes is the only independent clause here. All the other clauses are dependent. They all need more information to be complete. So this is an example of what kind of sentence? It has one independent clause. It has one independent clause. It has several dependent clauses. So what kind of sentence is it? Simple, complex, compound, or compound complex? Complex. Okay. All right. All right, so for model sentence six, we're being asked to write a complex sentence, and we're being asked to make sure our ideas are in a very specific order. Okay, so when it says, independent clause, 
followed by a non-restrictive clause, what that's telling us is that we are writing a complex sentence where we begin with our main idea, our independent clause, and then we end with a clause that is adding information to the sentence, but it's not actually essential to the sentence's meaning. We could take it out of the sentence, our independent clause would make perfect sense, but it's adding detail. The easiest way to do this is to have a clause that starts with which, because which clauses are almost always non-restrictive. Non-restrictive means non-essential. You could take it out of the sentence, and the sentence will still make sense. So to imitate model six, we're going to start with our simple main idea, an independent clause. Then we're going to have a comma, because we always use commas around non-restrictive information. And then we're going to have a clause that adds detail, but is not necessary for the meaning of the sentence. Questions about that? So what I would like you to do right now is to try to write your own example of Model 6. And when you think you have one, let me check it. And once we're done with that, we'll move on to Beowulf. Thank you.